You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that always tosses a coin to its witcher. <laughs> I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And I'm Samantha. Oh, hey, thank you all for tuning in this week. Happy 2020, everybody. First one of the year. The, the only time I'm ever going to see 2020. Oh, <laughs> and I made it sad. He's got bad vision, folks. <laughs> bad vision is an understatement. I'm surprised they give me a driver's license. Oh. <laughs> Hey, let's shuffle on past all this sad stuff. So, uh, <laughs> so hey, uh, we're, we have a great show for you this week, a bunch of news. We're actually going to be talking about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. But uh, first, we're going to get into some things we've been checking out over the past couple weeks, I guess. <laughs> it's been a little while. Yeah, we got, we got plenty of stuff this time. We do, I, I yeah. Since I mentioned The Witcher in the opening, I guess I could talk about The Witcher. Yeah, sure. Which is pretty good. Which, oh, good. Which? What? Which which? Which 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 is pretty good. <laughs> uh, it's on Netflix. It's a new TV series based on based more on the novels than the game of The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got Henry Cavill and some other people. I don't know. I don't think there's anybody else big in it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Uh, I think Henry Cavill's the the weakest link in the whole show, which is not great because he's the main character. But I just don't think he's a good pick for Geralt. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just don't think he looks like him at all. No, he doesn't really look like him. His voice sounds like he's doing an impression of the guy from the game. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. Hey, let's back it up for just a second. What is The Witcher about? What's the uh, elevator pitch for The Witcher? The Witcher is like a fantasy, medieval fantasy thing where The Witcher is like a, a mutated human who hunts monsters. Okay. As his job. <laughs> he just travels around kind of helping people yeah hunting monsters and uh getting it on with sorceresses <laughs> i mean i played the witcher games that, that tracks yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that sounds about right netflix very clearly wants it to be their game of thrones which sure i mean it's not really the same thing it's but they do try to put a bunch of political stuff in it like game of thrones oh and gotcha there, there's there's elements of that in the games yeah but it's not I mean, I haven't seen a whole lot of Game of Thrones. I've watched about 11 episodes, mm-hmm. and I, it just doesn't feel the same to me. There's more of a focus on one character, for one, in sure. The Witcher, whereas you know, Game of Thrones is this huge like chessboard of characters of playing characters. off each other. Right, yeah. Uh, we've, we haven't watched the whole thing yet. We've only watched, I think, two episodes. Three? Two or three so maybe Henry Cavill gets better at being at being Geralt, but it's like they just wanted a big slab of beef. Yeah, <laughs> a big beef man. Uh, I mean, he's not old enough either. Yeah. Well, isn't this supposed to be kind of like an early Witcher story? It might be. I don't know. I thought I read somewhere that it, I think it takes place before the first book. Oh. Mm. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. He just—he seems really wooden. But it's still an enjoyable show otherwise. Oh, that's good. That's good. I've That's one that I've been kind of looking at jumping into. I just haven't had a chance to uh, uh, start it up. and Dedicate uh, time to de- it. Yeah. Because yeah, every episode's like an hour. So See, that's you know. it. Yeah. Yeah. See, at least The Mandalorian every episode was like half an hour. Yes. Yes, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you just mentioned The Mandalorian. Why don't you talk about The Mandalorian? Oh, man. I the, love that DeLorean. show. DeLorean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that show. Yeah. It is so good. It's like my favorite show of the decade. <laughs> <laughs> that might be overstating it. But... I, I don't know, man. I I haven't enjoyed a ancillary story to to Star Wars in a long time. I haven't enjoyed a Star Wars story as much as I enjoy The Mandalorian since I saw the original Star Wars movies as a child. <laughs> Wow, that's <laughs> well. Here's the thing: Mandalorian proves that you can change the genre of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It still feels like Star Wars, but also still feels something new, right? And it doesn't always have to be about um, Vader, space wizards, and space wizards, and Skywalkers, and all sorts of other of that. If anything, it really doubles down on a lot of ancillary themes of Star Wars. A lot of the 
the Japanese influence of Star Wars is in there. Sure. Uh, like the se- the seven samurai. Seven samurai. There's like a full episode that's just seven samurai. The lone wolf and cub. Yeah. is obviously a that's big a influence. Very big influence. <laughs> sure. And you know, in seventies Italian spaghetti westerns. Yeah. Yeah. Although those first couple episodes, for sure, that first one absolutely oh, yeah. was very spaghetti western. Uh, yeah. God, it's so good. And like even all the guest actors or whatever are pretty good. Oh, well, they're all great, and they're all people that you wouldn't really expect yeah. to be in a Star War, too. Like, uh, uh, Gina Carano is really good. She's so good. I love her. <laughs> she's, I re- my, she's my favorite character on the show. <laughs> Why is that? Because. <laughs> <laughs> is it because she's big, strong lady? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just like everybody, and it took me a minute to realize who. Um, I don't know. Are we going to get spoilery on this? Let's do light spoilers, but not like full on, full on. Well, there's like an Imperial officer guy that shows up in the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't place where I'd seen him before. I was like, where do I know you? Where do I know you? And he is a character. He played the character Gus in Breaking Bad. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I didn't even recognize that was him. I mean, he doesn't look any different other yeah. than wearing like, you know, black Imperial armor versus, you know, a suit. With a chicken logo. <laughs> Carl Weathers is so good. Oh, what? He's what? amazing. Yeah, he's really good on it. Yeah, like I, I really didn't care for him in the beginning, but he definitely grew on me like the last few episodes he popped on. But there's still so many questions in the series, too. That's why we're getting another season. Yeah, yeah. I, wait till fall. Hey, that's fine. Take all the time you need. Yeah. Oh, yeah, don't rush it. Make them, make them good, not make them fast. Yes. Yes. It's, it's the Venture Brothers yes. way of doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Do that. Yeah. But man, it's so good. And like those last couple episodes are just bananas. Like it's uh, goes to 11, like hardcore. Mm-hmm. And kind of like doubles down on the um, violence of the show. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like a lot of times when people get shot, they're just disintegrated. I don't know. Because like you had episode one where dude gets cut in half by door. And, you know, and then there's like flambe of Stormtrooper. <laughs> and then we get into the last couple episodes where you see like, you know, Stormtroopers like literally getting their heads cracked open. It's still very PG-13. It though. is. But as far as Star Wars goes, it's pretty violent. Probably because of it being a television in a television, televised, television type style format, maybe the little extra bit of. Well, I like the fact that they're pushing the envelope a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, they're that's not beholden I mean. to the MPAA yes. either. It yeah. goes straight to Disney Zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, things that aren't beholden to the MPAA and also vaguely Venture Brothers like, <laughs> um, I have been watching Harley Quinn, the show on DC Universe. As have I. Yeah, you guys have too. And uh, yeah, what do you think? It's super great. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. I So it's like the best thing that DC Universe has got going on. I don't know. I haven't watched... Uh, Doom Patrol's Doom Patrol. very good, and Swamp Thing was, was very good as well. But like, this is... I want to see... I want to see more shows set in this version of the DC Universe yeah. because... It's just Venture Brothers, but they get to use licensed characters, so <laughs> you get the neat juxtaposition of like these known characters that you've known, you know, forever, but they're saying and doing things just slightly, just not even out of character, but just slightly kind of out of left field. That like Harley's like you know never ending stream of potty mouth. Well, yeah, that, <laughs> but like, well, like Bane, yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> Or uh, Clayface is a Clay, good example. Clayface yeah. is a great example. He's, now he's a super exaggerated actor. Yeah. actor. <laughs> and uh, yeah, oh, he's great. Like the cast of characters that they pulled for this is super good. I There isn't a character, a main name character on the show that I don't enjoy. Yeah, even like even Dr. Psycho, who I thought might be. A oh, I think it would be a bit much. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> You know that's a uh, Buster Bluth yeah. doing yeah doing the voice of uh, hmm. Doctor Psycho, which is great. Um, King Shark is good. King Shark, he, he's so gentle if he's not in bloodlust mode. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's great they got Jason Alexander to play yeah. uh, Cy Borgman. <laughs> I saw a clip where he popped up. I was like, hey, yes, yeah. I know him. He's, yeah, he's Ivy's landlord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he comes in on his uh, on his little um, motorized scooter with his one robot arm and one robot leg. 
No, the the newest episode, the whole thing, uh, the B plot is he has to call in. He in the '60s he was a James Bond esque like spy, and he has to call one of his contacts to take care of something. <laughs> and it's like these two super retired like James Bond esque type <laughs> characters, like like bickering like an old married couple while they're doing this thing. And it's so great. like so like Red Mantle and Red Dragon or Red Mantle and uh oh God, what was his name? Dragoon. From Venture Brothers? Uh, kinda. Like yeah. the two guys who got sewn together? Yeah, a little, sorta, a little bit. But uh, but no, everything about the show I've I've been really enjoying. I'm glad they got uh, Diedrich Bader as Batman. Yeah. I think that's a great choice. I initially wasn't enthused about uh, Kaylee Cuoco? Cuoco. Cuoco as Harley, but she's grown on me a ton. She, you know what? I'm okay with her not having the over-exaggerated, like... New York yeah. accent because she's like she's swapped it out with just screaming yeah and it's hilarious screaming <laughs> mm-hmm. she's all in like <laughs> oh she's definitely all in on it um Poison Ivy is great as like the voice of reason kind of <laughs> the dead, which dead is kind of funny like the, the Daria Daria-esque voice of <laughs> she's reason she's just kind yeah. of yeah that's great. Um, they always swap out her outfits a lot too she they has do. like a lot of cute outfits yeah oh yeah <laughs> Alan Tudyk does a great job as Joker. He is doing his impression of Mark Hamill doing the Joker. So every once in a while, it doesn't quite sound like him, but there are bits where I go, is that? Yeah. Like, ser- like seriously, like I-, I watched like a clip of it and I was like, I heard like a twinge in his voice and I'm like, King Candy? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. It's a little bit of that. And but it's, uh, a, it's a different interpretation of the Joker too. Yes. Like, he is a jerk. He's just a jerk. Yeah. He's an absolute to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a more realistic, like, this is what people would think of the Joker in real life. Mm-hmm. Thing. <laughs> um, okay. You watched, uh, you've, you've watched all of it so far. Do you think that they wrote the Maxi Zeus character for Patrick Warburton? It does and, seem and that couldn't, way, yeah. And couldn't get him? Yeah. Because, like, it's, he does the warble in the voice and the deep, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, basically. But uh, I thought Maxi Zeus was a, was a nice deep pool. Yeah, it was it, it was a it was a good take, and it's he's probably one of the most like altered from his comic book form because Maxi Zeus in the comics was this guy who thought the Joker was cool and also thought like gr- Greek like was his thing was his thing, so he just was like the Greek Joker. Uh, Maxi Zeus in this one is like a ins- uh, like a inspirational speaker about you know becoming a villain. <laughs> he's also a, a huge tool. Oh yeah, I watched the clip. I, yeah, I, I, it's I know great. I know his deal. Yeah, it's great. But no, I can't say enough good things about this. It's everybody go watch it. Yeah, I went in not expecting a whole lot. Like, Same here. I thought it'd be about as good as that uh, Batman and Harley Quinn mm. movie they did. Yeah, maybe a little better. It blows that out of the oh, water. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, from what like I said, like I said, I haven't watched the whole thing, but everything, every bit I have seen is like, oh, this is great. I hope this isn't just all the good bits. <laughs> Oh no, no! It's it's all good. Now you have to come to my cool crimes. <laughs> uh, Frankie Muniz is in an episode. <laughs> Who's he play? He plays chi- child actor Frankie Muniz. <laughs> well, like they go inside Harley's brain, and like uh, like um, her her like psyche is trying to attack because they think that you know they're all like foreign bodies inside her her psyche or whatever. And her body um, creates like a a protective like thing for them, and it's her first crush, child actor Frankie Muniz. <laughs> oh, super I'm good! Frankie Muniz, <laughs> Clayface. Yeah, Clayface yeah. turning into <laughs> Frankie Muniz. Come hither, girls. It is I, Frankie Muniz. <laughs> oh, so good. Her family mm-hmm. is just the the married with children family. It is. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> oh yeah, I I can't get enough of this show. I can't wait. I the next episode is out tonight, I think, and uh, I need to. I mean, watch that. That is just a a good like like. Harley Quinn is kind of a Kelly Bundy. She like, is kind of, yeah. Works. It works, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I like that the show, while it has all this goofy, crazy stuff going around, going on, and it is, I mean, it is filthy. I mean, there's a lot of swearing. It is really violent. Although I'd like to think it's like 
Looney Tunes violence, but with real world like res- like results, like giant mallet, like cartoon style mallet that actually breaks a bone and you see the bone sticking out and stuff. It's like crazy. But like at the core of it, the story is about someone getting out of a really bad relationship. Yeah. There's a, there's a real plot. Yeah. And a real like center and heart to this dumb superhero. And, joke I, show. and I, and I think that's what helps. I think that was yeah. what really makes it for sure. You know, and the, also the, you know, the popularity of the, of the character nowadays. Sure. Sure. I'd say it, it's better than the, the Harley Quinn comics, and those are good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff that they're pull- that they're doing in this is pulling somewhat from, from, from those. Yeah, from those at least the early ones. But uh, yeah, I would say that it's like the more because it's in a twenty-two minute format, it's they've refined it down to like the essence of you know each story arc or whatever, and it's just it's yeah, I love it. So so watch that. So it's yeah, good. watch it. Okay, I just it's wish just, it, I just wish it wasn't on DC Universe. Well, yeah. there are other means. I so. I understand that, but I meant for like you know, everybody j- just in general. Just in general, no, I agree. And you know what? In a year or two, it's going to end up on the HBO app. Yeah, like everything else. Like everything else. Watch this in any way you can. Wink, 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 wink. <laughs> wink. <laughs> it should be on Adult Swim. It I agree. Should be on television. I agree. Or at least Netflix. Or at least Netflix. It should be somewhere where people will watch it because it is good and it deserves more than one season. Yep, I agree. Yep, I'm, yep. I'm glad that this season orders 13 episodes, mm-hmm. too. Oh, man. Speaking of, like, seasons and stuff, I have been watching Steven Universe Future. Mm, yeah. It is good. Really? Yep. It is really, really good. Like, it takes the the- like the kind of, like, beginning theme of the movie and just kind of carries it on. With some stuff from the end of the other series. We really need to get caught up. Yeah, we're so behind on Steven Universe. Okay, so remind me, is this is this a brand new series with it the is, characters in the like a few, couple years down the line, or is it a continue? Is it like the next season? It's technically its own series. Okay, I mean Steven Universe Future is its title. It's not just like a name of like a like a bit like Steve, like Adventure Time you used to do. Okay, sure. Uh, it's a limited series, and it's basically I think it's basically putting a cap on everything. Oh, so this this limited series is the epilogue, basically. Yeah. Okay, interesting. That's an interesting yeah, way to do it. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And it takes place four. Is it like Stevens like graduating high school? Well, he's. He never went to school. Oh. Where did I get that? I don't know. I saw a clip. I thought he mentioned something about... Well, maybe the, they were there, talking about Connie. There is, <laughs> a, there is a school, and Steven is the head of it, but it's not for him. Wow, I need to catch up, because that... Wow. That, why? What? Don't, I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, Do you so, want me to elaborate? No. No, it's okay. Go ahead. I'm so far out in left field here. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, but like Steven has like a driver's license, and he drives... Greg's car that Greg never drives and okay um so cool so yeah, he's like 16 okay maybe so a, little, a, a maybe bit a, of a maybe a little older a bit of a jump okay he cool. has a neck now yeah he has, he has a, a neck, neck now oh even better <laughs> he grew a neck <laughs> and his voice sounds more grown up and everything and well sure I'm sure they had to do something like that because the voice actor was growing because up. the voice actor was growing up yeah this is so. This is a, a limited series. Uh, do you know how long it's going to be lasting, or is it uh, getting pretty close to wrapping up? Or what's the? What's I the feel deal? like I'm getting near the end of it. Mm-hmm. They've had ten episodes. Okay. Well, they might they might be doing like the thirteen, the limited run, maybe. Or you know, you never know. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I really enjoy it. There aren't a lot of songs. Like it took to like episode four or five before they finally had one. Hmm. Well, maybe they got all of the songs out of their system in the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The movie was basically a musical. Mm. Uh, don't get me wrong. I liked the movie, but it was like it was just like song, 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 song. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, Rebecca Sugar just wants to rest this one out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But like I said, the song they did do was really, really good. And it was a Lapis song, too. Oh, nice. Everything looks good. I like it. It's, and then basically the... the, the the essence of the of this series or whatever is Steven Universe dealing with fallout of everything and like 
trying to basically form his own identity. I guess. Oh, okay, outside you... of being a crystal gem or something. Well, n- more of outside of being what he is. Gotcha. Not okay. so much being a crystal gem, just being what he is. Gotcha. And he has a slew of new power. Well, not a slew of new power, but he has a very powerful new power mm. that manifests kind of negatively. Oh, okay. It's tied to his emotions. He turns into TKO from uh, <laughs> KO. Okay, KO. Let's yeah, no, I know. I, I know. Um, I couldn't remember the full you, name of the show. Did we just kind of guess it? Not real. Not really. <laughs> You're wincing like we we've kind yeah. of guessed it. Well, it's TK- kind of TKO is like the shadow of the hedgehog of yeah KO, of but KO, yeah. It's not quite like that, but it's mm. it's definitely a something that maybe Rose didn't do in her later life, but maybe did in her more earlier life. There's one episode where they kind of deal with some past traumas from that. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Don't spoil anymore. I'm trying not to. I'm not trying not to. But yeah, because I'm sure we'll re- revisit this once the once the limited series is over and once you guys have gotten caught back up. And I, you know, read the Wikipedia article <laughs> on it to try to get myself. Because hey, you know, that's hey, we're being honest here. That's what that's what happens. Um, okay, so we have a couple minutes left before the break, and I am going to explode if I don't talk about cats. Okay, please, please <laughs> let loose about cats. Okay, so it's. <laughs> Are so, you the Jellical Choice? I, well, seeing as what happens to the Jellical Choice, I don't know if I want to be the Jellical <laughs> Choice. That's true. So, yeah. So, I went uh, with a group. Uh, a whole bunch of us went to um, see Cats, the musical, based solely because we heard it was a horrible, well, hideous <laughs> train wreck. Cats, the movie, based on the musical. <laughs> based on the musical Cats. Andrew Lloyd Webber's The Cats, because... <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, we went as a big, big, huge group. We're like, oh man, we're just gonna go. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna, you know, have a beer or two, and then enjoy them. Enjoy ca- like how bad this movie is. I, none of us were prepared. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. If you've been listening to this show for any stretch of amount of time, or chances are you probably know know us in real life. If you're listening to the show, you know that I love bad movies. I was not prepared for <laughs> the level of bad this movie was. Like, I knew that the Cats musical had, like, little to no plot. It was, it's basically, we're going to a scene, we're introducing a cat, they're going to sing a song, we move to the next scene. It's, it's about the artistry and the, the dancing and the presentation. Yeah, and I mean, there, and I mean, in that sense, there is dancing. <laughs> it's a, well, dancing? Well, more like a lot of weird sexual writhing yeah. well that and dancing isn't impre- as impressive in real life it's more impressive in real life, life. than it is just recorded because you know they got infinite takes to do yeah that. yeah <laughs> so this is <laughs> you can do it buddy i believe in I, you. it's it's difficult because i think my brain has like decided that this was such a traumatic event going to see cats <laughs> that it's like it's it's like it's trying the, to protect it's you. trying to protect me and it's like yeah, some 20 years down the line, I'm going to wake up in a cold sweat and go, Oh, God, cats! <laughs> Mr. Misopheles! Oh, man, he is the most magical cat. There are multiple cats with actual magical powers in this movie. There's... I just don't... Uh, it's like... No, nothing was good. The CG was... I, I swear up and down that we got the bad version. Because one of the things we would have talked about, you know, if we had a show last week was uh, the CG was rushed when the movie was sent to theaters. So they had to put out like a, almost like a video game DLC style patch to fix a lot of the CG. I swear we got the bad, we got the bad one because boy, oh boy, James, Dame Judy Dench's hand, like unfurred hand was in an awful lot of scenes. You got the bad one. Then. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was uh, a lot of like gray amorphous blobs with human faces bobbing up and down in the background. <laughs> One character had a had a collar that would float yep. up and down <laughs> like like apropos of nothing. Yep, so we got the bad one. We got the bad one. And oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, there is a scene in which uh Rebel Wilson, who is a cat, rips off her own skin to reveal other cat skin and a dancing leotard underneath it. <laughs> But and then eats a bunch of cockroaches with human faces. I saw a gif of those. Those are weird. Oh yeah, no, she is just like popping them in her mouth during her entire dance number, <laughs> while also like ripping her skin up. She does it multiple times. 
Oh, it's bad. The the cat's changed size. There is a tap dancing cat that does. I forget what the cat's name is, but it's like a railway cat. It like works at the railway or whatever. And there's a scene where it's like tap dancing, like it's inside a a, a train car with a bunch of cats, <laughs> and it's like you know pretty good size. And then it cuts flashes to outside while they're tap dancing on like a train rail, and they're like the size of a train rail, and like that's not right. <laughs> That's not how cats do. <laughs> if you can't remember their names, it's because they all have the dumbest names you could ever imagine. Oh, yeah. They're very bad. Um, Rumple Teaser. Rumple Teaser is a cat. Oh. McCavity. Oh. Rum Tum Tugger. Rum Tum Tugger, <laughs> the horny cat. Actually, I take that back. All those cats in that movie were horny, but that one, Rub and Tum Tugger, was was the horniest of cats. I saw a picture of uh, Sir Ian McKellen's uh, like close up of his face. There is a part of a song where he is that is Gus uh, Asparagus, the theater cat. <laughs> he is they're like introducing his character, and like all of the cats are speaking English and singing, and it cuts like square, like center screen of Sir Ian McKellen going meow 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 meow. <laughs> It was insane. It was insanity. He then lapped milk out of a bowl like a cat. Poor old Sir Ian McClellan lapping lapping milk like a cat. But yeah, I saw like a close up and like they didn't really alter his face all that much. They didn't alter any of the faces. But like they have human noses. Oh yeah. Why do these cats have human noses? Yeah, I'm like looking at his face and I'm seeing like the bits of hair off to the side. And I'm like, you look like a monkey. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Okay. So the weirdest thing was, okay, some cats wear clothing. Some do the, not. Some do not, which makes the non-clothes wearing cats even more, seem even more what nude. that one tweet about? Idris? I saw a tweet the other day that said, uh, Idris Elba had invented a new kind of nudity. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I was, that was what I was getting at. Okay. So Idris Elba plays the bad guy cat, McCavity. And during the first half of the movie, McCavity, McCavity. <laughs> but no, for the, for the first half of the movie, he is wearing like a giant fur coat and like a hat. So, and he just looks like Idris weird black cat, Idris Elba wearing like a pimp coat and a hat. And then at some point he is introduced and he has removed the hat and coat. And because his cat color is black is the same color as his natural skin color. He just looks like a nude man dancing on the screen. <laughs> It gets weirder because the song introducing McCavity halfway through the movie that Taylor Swift with boobs, boob cat uh, sings. She, she, she describes him as a weird orange cat that has caused every human crime, but he's not orange in the movie. He's a black cat in the movie because his actor was black. They didn't want you to mistake him for Garfield. That's it. That's it. They they didn't want you to. Uh huh. But so so this movie ends with, and I'm spoiling it because who cares? Uh, so everybody knows. Everybody knows. Cat. Yeah. They they put uh, <laughs> they they put what's her name Grizabella the the old old lady hag cat into a into a basket attached to a hot air balloon and launch her into the sun. Okay, that's different than the stage version. Yeah, no, that's it. They launch her into the sun, never to be seen or heard from again. I think in the stage version, don't they get in a tire and they lift the tire up? They lift the, the tire up. And no, this is a full-blown like, like Wizard of Oz style hot air balloon that just floats up into space. That's the Jellicle choice. Oh my God. Listen, don't see this movie. Don't spend your money on it. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I, it, it this might sound like fun, me t me making goofs and talking about things. Don't do it. Save yourself. <laughs> save your money. Save yourself. It's it's a bad. They did a bad job. All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and take a break here, and when we come back, we'll uh, get into a little bit of news. Nerd Overload is a show produced under the umbrella of a nonprofit organization. Marion Community Radio WZMO. To help with our fundraising, we have become a member of Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon exists because when creators are paid, they can create more amazing things. Things that inspire us, teach us, challenge us. Things that make us laugh. 
Patreon is a membership platform that makes it really easy for creators to get paid. We're using the idea of patronage, which is actually a really old idea. Exactly, Jack. If it weren't for patrons, we wouldn't have Romeo and Juliet or Mona Lisa, Mozart, Shakespeare, Da Vinci. They all have patrons. What can I do to help Nerd Overload? Patrons set a monthly subscription-style payment for the level of membership they want. Where do I go? Thousands of creators and creative teams are using Patreon to run their business their way. So if you're a professional creator, start a page and give your fans the opportunity to become patrons. Patreon.com slash nerd overload now. Let's go out with something really hot for these folks. A big hit out of 77. A Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them in. about that nutty Star Wars bar? Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask, did he scare you as much as he scared me? Star Wars! Those near in Star Wars! My seventh winner up here! Star Wars! Hey, we're back. That was uh, the Bill Murray lounge singer skit from SNL where he makes up lyrics to the Star Wars theme. <laughs> a classic. Yeah. <laughs> Very mean, good. I mean, there's not really a song title on there, but that's yeah, what we that's, played. Yeah, it's close <laughs> enough. Yeah. So, hey, speaking of Star Wars, before we get into the news, let's talk about Rise of Skywalker or Rise of the Skywalker. We, we yeah what, what is it called i don't know rise of skywalker a, rise of skywalker it's not a good title for a mediocre at best movie yeah uh, yeah so hey <laughs> uh so it's been about a, a couple of weeks or a month since um the movies was released so we're gonna go into spoilers so yeah also be... but if you're worried about spoilers i want to tell you right now before we get into anything there's nothing really Getting spoiled on this movie isn't going to change your enjoyment of it. There's mm-hmm. nothing really surprising or right, but it's it's not really going to make a difference. But so if, if it's you... something you're really important, really worried about, if you haven't seen it at this point and you're worried about spoilers, one that's kind of on you, and two, <laughs> <laughs> at this point it's on at you. this point it's kind of on you. Well, uh, yeah, but uh, if you've managed to avoid spoilers for this long, congratulations. Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll get you a trophy. Yeah, right. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some stuff. So the first thing we want to mention is, hey, guess who called it? Yeah. <laughs> guess who called the thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, if you remember, recall the last episode a few weeks ago, we were talking about predictions because we did a show like the weekend that it had come out. And we hadn't seen it yet, and one of the things, just the oddball, jokiness thing that I think I've si- I've said was just like, oh, what if she's a Palpatine? What if she's like related to Emperor Palpatine? Oh, isn't that funny? <laughs> and then I said, you're probably right. And guess what? <laughs> Nailed it. It's just like when we did the same thing for uh, the first new movie mm-hmm. and we called that uh, Han Solo dies. Yeah, pretty, yeah, so pretty much. We're, we're like two for two on We're this. two for two on those, I yeah. Don't, I don't think we did predictions for... Uh, the middle one. Well, the fact is we wouldn't have been able to predict anything that happened in, this, in the middle one. Because it, it went out of its way to... Not do, be predictable. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so what do you guys think of Ray having actual parentage and like the closed loop of Force-sensitive super families in the universe of I Star Wars? I hated it. It sucks. It's like weirdly genetic superiority like undertones that i don't care for yeah (laughs) i i guess i'm not as yeah it sucks it was a a cop out yeah yeah yeah. i it's weird that it's like the the second one force awakens the last jedi was the second one last jedi last jedi was the second one these names are not very memorable uh last jedi kind of went out of its way to say hey anyone can be you don't have to be 
any one particular to be special. You don't have anyone. to be a Skywalker. You don't have to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. to be a Force user. Everybody, everybody can have the Force. The Force is for everybody. In fact, they showed that little kid with you know with the broom there at the end of that movie. And then this one like seems like it doubled down and went like, nope, nope, guess what? Nope, everybody has to be a Skywalker. Mostly. If you're if you're if you want to be an important, yeah, if you want to be a big time Jedi, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. They, I I get what you're saying, and you are right. But at the same time, they do kind of, uh, kind of a mild theme in that in this in this new movie is the fact that average people do kind of have a connection to the Force, sort of, because everybody Finn, has a it's like a low everybody has a little bit of Force sensitivity, like. Uh, Finn keeps talking about through the whole movie how he has like this weird feeling or something mm-hmm. or something yeah, like but they never pay off on it no they don't they don't <laughs> ever though he does kind of have a conversation with that other ex stormtrooper lady about it oh can we talk about her real quick yeah let's do it they they sideline Kelly Marie Tran the whole movie mm-hmm. which sucks yeah just so they can give Finn a new same race pal to hang out with for the rest of the movie. They they introduce several new characters that have no payoff and there's no reason for them to be there. Hey, hey, don't you dog on Bobby Frick. <laughs> oh, I'm not I would never no. dog on Bobby Frick. Bobby Frick is the best. <laughs> but uh but no, it's from from the way it sounds there's a lot of characters that the role could have just been set given to, "Hey, Kelly Marie Chan, you could have fit this spot." Uh, Even like direct lines of dialogue could have been like, "Hey, just get rid of uh, what's his name, the the uh, Hobbit man, uh, Hobbit Bobby man. Moynihan, not Bobby Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan. No, he would have been pretty funny in the movie. <laughs> no, uh, what's his name? He was Pippin or Periwinkle, um, the the Hobbit from Periwinkle the Hobbit." from the Lord of the Rings movies, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. was on Lost, there's, and he was a friend of JJ. Yeah. Don, I well, whatever, whatever his name was. There's a guy that he's there specifically because he was friends with J.J. Um, Abrams. Abrams. So Abrams gave him a gave him a gig so that he can make a couple a cool couple million when the lines of dialogue that he had could have just been Rose. <laughs> and they, there's a Carrie Russell has a character that looks cool uh, is basically like the Rocketeer. Yeah. And she exists. Solely to give uh, Poe someone to to know homo. Yeah. Uh, and she never really does anything. And you spend the whole movie wondering why she's even there. Well, I'll tell you why she's there. J.J. <laughs> Abrams worked on Felicity, which was his first show <laughs> ca- starring Carrie Russell. And you don't even see her face. She probably showed up for one day of filming and one day in the booth and made a couple million hey, dollars. She looked cool. She did look very cool. She was like, could hey, have been a could have been a Mandalorian, but wasn't. Hey, you know who else looked real cool? Captain Phasma. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And they didn't do anything with her either. Yeah. Man, there is a lot of like extended cast in this film that I'm thinking about it. Why are you introducing new characters in the last movie in the finale of your franchise? Four spin-offs. <laughs> They're throwing whatever they can at the wall to try to see hey, what I, sticks. I watch a Babu Frick spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when when Babu Frick said, "Hey, hey, hey I felt that." <laughs> okay. All right. So, are there any? Do you guys have any positives about the movie? I mean, I've got plenty of positives. I it didn't liked, feel too long. <laughs> I liked the movie. I did. Mm-hmm. I will definitely admit where it was weak. I I like Star Wars enough to where I can admit I had fun with the Star Wars things. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not that joyless of a person that I can't enjoy lightsabers and cool aliens. Mm-hmm. Like all that stuff was good, but if you think about anything in the movie for more than 2 minutes it's like, "Oh, oh that wasn't very good." <laughs> okay. Well, what what do you think was the cause of that then? Why do you think that it did it does does it feel like it was written on the fly with no afterthought or do you think that Ryan it I think J.J. Abrams isn't creative enough to come up with things that would surprise us or be interesting. So all he does is regurgitate like the same tired things that have happened in this franchise before. So if this movie had a different writer, if J.J. Abrams 
didn't have like as big an ego to both write and direct this one, would it have turned out better? Because he's visually, he's a great director. I, I like the stuff, the way things look. He can shoot a he can shoot a film. Yeah, I feel like this movie tried to course correct people's people's <laughs> negative opinions of the Last Jedi, and he and they overcorrect way too hard. Yes. Okay, now how much of this do you think was Disney saying, hey, we've got these notes from people on the internet? I don't know. I've seen like little snippets in interviews where JJ kind of sounds like he didn't really like. The way it turned out? The way, no, the way the other movie, um, the way Ryan Last Johnson, Jedi, yeah. yeah, Ryan Johnson's movie went. Oh, okay. Well, then, there, I mean, that would explain a lot of it because that's, from what I've been hearing, it sounds like the this movie feels like almost like a movie and a half or two movies. Like they had to squeeze two movies worth of stuff into one to get things to where J.J. wanted them for the Kinda end. Kind of like the later Hobbit movies. But Josh, you're absolutely right. That's what the problem is, is they overcourse correct from the other movie. That wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. It didn't need a huge course correction. Also, like... Like I read something online, like people like like what is like J.J. Abrams like obsession with like bloodlines and everything. That's his entire life. Yeah. He, no, he is a literal product of Hollywood bloodlines. Yeah, both his parents were like super high producers, producer types. Like yeah, his whole family sure. is sure. Like, oh, well, you know, you write what you know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, and they and they hardcore double down on the whole weird force connection between Kylo Ren and. And Ray. Ray. I kind of like that because it lent itself to like cool, uh, uh, like fight things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like when like Ray puts the lightsaber behind her back and then like it kind of like force teleports to Kylo Ren. Yeah. Yeah. So, what did you guys think of the romantic implications between Ray and Kylo Ren? I, I hate. I hated it. I literally in the theater kind of just threw up my hands, like, "Oh, go well." <laughs> I mean, they kind of played on it a little bit in this in the Last Jedi. Yeah, like, I mean, like, there was like a almost like a twinge, but it felt almost as out of left field as Rose confessing her love to Finn in the last one. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I don't know if they really needed to kiss. No, I don't think that was entirely necessary. I but... mean, his whole like redemption thing. We've been seeing we've been seeing that since the first movie, you know. He was definitely the conflicted Seth Lord. Oh yeah, yeah. the minute you, he walked on screen in the first one, you knew by the third one he is going to make a the Darth the, Vader, the last act uh, heel, t- heel turn. It actually happens. I was surprised how much sooner it happened in the movie. Mm. I figured it would be a last minute heel turn, but it kind of, I don't know, like three fourths of the way through it mm. it happens. Okay. What did you guys think of Palpatine in the film? He's mostly in shadow, and you really don't see him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's weird that they bolted him to GLaDOS from Portal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, the couple times, like, the light does flash. He, like, he basically just looks like a corpse there. Yeah, he, it's very much zombie Palpatine. Like, Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> like, his eyes are all, like, milked over. And, yeah. And then you see some, like, Snoke clone heads floating in a tank. And... I, I did like that too. The way they explain Snoke is that he's just uh, Palpatine made him like, like literally in a tube made him. Hmm. I'm like, that's kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> but it goes to the whole like, thing of like um, Palpatine pulling the strings since the beginning of everything. Yeah. I, I've actually heard a theory that, um, Palpatine has been around forever and the Palpatine that we see in the prequels is a clone that he has been that he like puppeteered. So like a version like Palpatine Prime has been on this plant Darth planet for like <laughs> forever with the with the hoses and whatnot. And every few millennia he would like make an avatar for himself to send out and do stuff. Mm, I don't know about that because they kind of make they kind of make a th- reference in this film that kind of like much like kind of like the avatar universe, like, like, you know, element benders and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were talking about the blue cats. No, no, no. Different Disney property. <laughs> oh, anyway. Don't say cats. <laughs> oh God. 
<laughs> is there a version of cats that's performed by the avatar the, the people Navi. in that world? Oh man, and it's all done in like Navi language. Yeah. Oh, that would be a nightmare on top of a nightmare. Oh my god, Jake Sully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, and it would be like six hours long. So anyway, <laughs> but they make like a reference that like all of the Sith are in Palpatine, which kind of eliminates the rule of two. Yeah, you Forget know about the rule of two. Yeah. But at the same time, they kind of do the same thing with the Jedi with Rey and like all the Jedi are in her because there's like this whole thing of like you hear all these voices from the entire nine movie arc or whatever. Yeah, there's a ton. They do a ton of Jedi voices like uh, Samuel L. Jackson's in there. Ahsoka is in there from Clone Wars. Oh, wow. Like, it's pretty cool. Um, Samuel L. Jackson. You said Qui-Gon. Uh, Qui- yeah, Qui-Gon. Uh, like you and everybody. See, that's cool. That's cool that they were able to do that, at least. Oh, you know what sucks? Oh, and Luke was really weirdly happy. Yeah. Palpatine has an army of Star Destroyers that have cannons on them that can destroy planets, and that doesn't fit within anything established in any of the other movies. Any other planet-destroying weapon previously... Was one thing. Was yeah, it had to be the size of a planet or attached to a planet. Yeah, like to just suddenly have this jump into oh, I've got a million planet destroying guns now doesn't make any sense at all. Mm. And they don't explain it in any way. It's yeah. just oh, Sith magic science. Well, yeah, you'd think like you know if Palpatine made Snoke and everything, and Snoke made the First Order and yada yada yada, maybe they should have went out with that first. Yeah, instead of making Death Star. Three. Two and a half? Yeah. It, it just doesn't make sense. It, they went, wouldn't it be cool if we had a bunch of Star Destroyers with cannons on them without thinking, like, well, why? Yeah. <laughs> How? Why? Yeah, like, it's, it sounds like a lot of the movie was just said as, like, why? <laughs> okay, how did Billy D. Williams do? It was fine. Yeah. He seemed, seemed happy to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Walk around the cane. They do, well, he's yeah, he's having a little bit of trouble. They the do, actor, yeah. They do a weird like thing with the uh, what's her name, Jana? Is that the stormtrooper girl? I don't remember her name. That like kind of implies that maybe they're related, but they don't go right out and say it. And it almost sounds like somewhere between let's find out if you're my daughter or maybe I'm hitting on you. <laughs> Like, didn't it feel it that way? Yeah, like, it was like, weird. Either you're asking if you're you're my daughter or you're hitting on me. Sounds like a Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a Star War. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, she's like, 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 where are you from? And she's like, I don't know. Because, well, let's find out. Do you think that is setting up like a spin-off, a Star Wars spinoff starring Lando and Janna? Mm, I mean, I, I guess if they want to. If they wanted to do a, even a Disney Plus if they wanted to Disney Plus it. Eh, oh, like Disney Plus Lando would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> I yeah, mean, the Lando okay the Lando Marvel comic was really good. Lando yes, was, was the only good thing in Solo, a Star Wars tale. <laughs> mm-hmm. I still need to watch that. I know it's bad, but... It's pretty bad. It's it's not a good I mean, one. I mean, but... it has its moments, but it's definitely... like After like the rousing success of Rogue One, Solo felt Even hollow. worse. Even worse, I, yeah. I want to slip into the alternate... A neighboring universe where we got Lord and Miller solo and we got Edgar Wright Ant-Man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I didn't I didn't have a problem with Ant-Man. Well, though. yeah, Ant-Man was great, but I think Edgar Wright Ant-Man would be Would be better. pretty great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be a lot better. I Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm not trying to slight Ant-Man. I love Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do we have any other uh, things to talk about with this? Um, mm. We touched on the Poe Dameron thing a little bit with you know, Carrie Russell. The whole thing with like Poe Dameron, like in this, like just rushing his. Oh, I used to be a. I used to be kind of a, a dirty boy. I used to be a dirty crook before <laughs> I joined the resistance. It's like maybe you should have started off with that. Yeah, maybe you should have showed instead of just tell. <laughs> like, like good movies do. <laughs> like seriously, like it felt like they were like they hurried up and, and built him to be the the, the new Han Solo. Oh, every. Everything is just so rushed in this whole movie. Mm. And that's part of the reason why you never like get invested in anything. You never feel like truly, truly invested because it's constantly just hopping from one thing to the next. You have no time to 
to decompress yeah and process what's happening so do you think if there is a uh if they do a lord of the rings style director's cut version of that is like they add an extra half hour 45 minutes back into the film because i imagine a lot of this stuff has been shot and just was cut out for time do you think that would improve the film any it might, but I think... I don't know. There is, like, there is so much going on. Like, you're wading through it, like, waist deep. Yeah. I I think the the core is, is too broken to even... Mm. You'd just be slapping yeah, I don't more think stuff an, in the pile. I don't, th- I don't think an extended cut would really... Now, you... a Snyder cut. Oh, God. <laughs> there are people already t- talking about release the JJ cut oh, of The movie this. is the JJ cut. This movie cut. is the JJ cut. Yeah. No, I know. I know. It's... There was even lens flare. Yeah, of course there was. <laughs> was there a lightsaber made out of lens flare? No. Aww. Unfortunately not. Aww. I don't know. Like, Oh, another thing is like, like they finally show the Knights of Ren and there's no payoff. They just, they're just like Kylo Ren's like emo boy band pals. Who don't even have lightsabers. Yeah. Something tells me that at some point the Knights of Ren were supposed to be the Red Guard that were guarding Snoke in the second one and oh, they, oh yeah and they decided Snoke's, to write him out at the last rank Snoke, the snoke's last guards were way cooler than the knights of ren the fight scene in snoke's room was better than any fight mm-hmm. scene in this movie i mean that end fight with kylo versus the knights of ren were, was kind of yeah cool. that was cool but like the fight between ray and kylo on the death star part when they're oh yeah that wasn't very good also they steal a trick from the goonies Oh really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did they have to offer Sloth a baby Ruth? No, they have a little. They have a Sith dagger that's showing them where this way. F- they have a MacGuffin to find the other MacGuffin, and okay. it has a little pull-out thing on it to sh- point to the exact cave on the wrecked Death Star where the thing is, just like that scene in the Goonies. Oh yeah, the, yeah, oh. The, the, the Sith, the Sith vault in the Death Star too. Yeah. Yeah, it, pull, it pulls down just like the thing in the Goonies. That, huh, huh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, also, spoiler alert, the the vault was right next to Palpatine's throne yeah, on the Death Star, yeah. too, where it, you know, you think it would have been. <laughs> wow. Also, super spoiler, the very end, Ray goes back to Tatooine to literally uh, Luke's original home. To uh, the Baru farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Baru moisture farm. And decides she's gonna. I'm gonna live there. Like it's implied that she's going to live there, and she takes up the name Skywalker. Oh. And it's like, wow, you went back to the place that Luke hated and wanted to get out of by any means necessary, including you, joining the Empire. Yeah. So you and you went there. <laughs> huh? Like it doesn't make any sense. Also, how would she have known about it? <laughs> that is a good point. It's Luke's not- <laughs> force ghost was like hey, peering over his shoulder's head. Hey, hey, it's free real estate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and then some random lady is like going by, goes, "Hey, no one's lived here for years. Who are you?" <laughs> I'm Ray, Ray Skywalker. I saw like- someone make a joke like they. It's like they ask Ray where she, you know, who she is, and she looks over and she sees the Force Ghost of Luke and Leia. And she goes, "I'm Ray, Ray, Luke and Leia." <laughs> Which, like, a way to spit on your actual parents who made a huge sacrifice to get you to safety away from Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, <he> just... <laughs> and like that dude was Palpatine's son, and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about it, and I'm like thinking about like when the Clone War started. Well, I, thought, and I thought it was the daughter. No, the oh, son. The son. The, okay. Yeah, the son. And mm. it's like, what lady? Unless she was like some weird Sith cultist. Yeah. Who did? Who did Palpatine? Palpatine. Si- sire <laughs> a child with. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Do it. Oh, my God. But seriously, like, there was so much potential. Squandered. (laughs) And it, like, I don't know. If you like Star Wars, you're not going to hate it. I mean, I didn't. I'm really hard on it, but I didn't hate it. I mean, I still think it's more enjoyable than most of the stuff from the prequels. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, all the new stuff has been better than the prequels, at mm-hmm. least. Yeah, it's not boring. That's... Yeah. Yeah, it's not Batman v Superman. Like, I wasn't bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, hey, I think that pretty well wraps up the Star Wars talk, but let's, uh, we have time for like one or two news things to kind of pad things out. The Uncharted movie has its sixth <laughs> director. Wow. Six. You, you want to talk about like development hell? Yeah. Between this and the Gambit movie. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, the there was, movie. they were doing a Gambit movie. <laughs> yeah, with T- Channing Tatum. Wow, I forgot. I think most of the internet forgot. Yeah. yeah. I think an Uncharted movie doesn't make any sense because the games themselves are basically movies where you have to stop and shoot people every 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, the Uncharted movies, or the games, they're basically, they're, the games are taken very heavily from like Raiders of the Lost Ark and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's like... It's, it's Guy Tomb Raider. Yeah, Guy Tomb Raider, which is girl Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's been in development so long that Mark Wahlberg was originally Nathan Drake, and now he's Nathan Drake's older, um, kind of like teacher father figure, father figure Sully. <laughs> and, wow! And Tom Holland is now Nathan Drake. Which, he's he's too young. But by the time the movie comes out, he'll <laughs> he'll be old enough to be he'll Nathan be the Drake. new Sully. Yeah, yeah, he'll be the new Sully. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. They'll get Mark Wahlberg's Force Ghost. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg was good casting for the. Oh for sure, the time. yeah. At the time, but now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, Poe Dameron was dressed like Nathan Drake for almost the entirety of. Oh, he really was like that movie. like huh. scarf around his neck and everything. Yeah, it was weird. I I leaned over to him like, why did they dress Poe like Nathan Drake? <laughs> Like I'm sitting there, I'm like, I didn't realize the the Star Wars universe had Samogs. <laughs> that's uh, let's talk about Marvel stuff for a second. For about yeah, for about a second. About a second. Wandavision yeah. got pushed up to this year instead that's, of next year. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, I'm super that's pumped. The Marvel thing that I'm most excited about because it looks so bonkers. It looks weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this whole thing with uh, Wanda—they've only—they've really only shown a couple of like um, con- concept arts, right? Like, they, yeah, they, that's it. Well, they showed a like a screenshot, and it looks like a Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah, screenshot. It's like, it's like set in like the fifties. Like, wasn't yeah, there, Dick, wasn't there a comic that was like this? Well, the Visions was a comic where uh, yeah. the Vision created a robot family for himself, uh, and it was kind of like that. Uh, from what I understand, they are introducing one of the two children from the Visions mm. as their kid. So, so they're getting away from the uh, the uh, robot wife. Well, no, I mean, well, yeah, they're getting away from the robot wife. But when uh, in the comics, when Scarlet Witch and Vision were married, Scarlet Witch had a couple had a couple of twin boys. Mm. Uh, as it turns out, they were manifestations of her reality altering powers. And once she like convinced, once someone convinced her that, hey, you can't have babies with a robot, they disappeared and she went crazy. Huh. So this could, this could be part of her like reality altering powers, like kicking in and her kind of warping things or ch- creating pocket universes. You know, that's like one thing I've, mm-hmm. I've noticed about the Marvel movies is they really don't even kind of remotely touch what all scarlet witch can do and i I think that's what this is going to start doing because she is a major character in um dr strange and the multiverse of madness so i'm thinking a lot of her reality altering you know multiverse hopping kind of crazy powers maybe we'll get a house of m (laughs) yeah well i mean mutants yeah they they have they can do it now so but yeah, I'm I'm super pumped for One Division. I think it's going to be super yeah. great. I think she's been an un- underutilized character in the I agree. MCU. I agree. <laughs> all right, well, we have reached the end of the show, so thank you all for tuning in. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. Uh, you can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline and give us your questions, comments, Star Wars opinions. Uh, <laughs> give us a call at 586-372-8020 and leave a message. That's right. We're also on uh, various podcast catchers like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. So if you like the show and you want to listen to some of the back episodes, we're over there. 
We also have a Patreon, patreon.com backslash nerd overload now. So if you like the show and you want to, you know, um, help us out a little bit. Toss a coin to your podcast. Toss, yeah, there we go. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Uh, but you can go over there and uh, one of the things you can do is you can get the show a few days early, which is pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. Find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. And so, yeah, I think that's pretty well got it. So, again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Peace out. Peace out.